Hey, this is Rocky Mountain Cold Cases. I'm Rachel, and that's Adam. Uh, I'm Adam, and that's Rachel. (laughs) Well, we are a podcast that, as it says in the name, looks at cold cases in the Rocky Mountain region, which would include Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Wyoming, Idaho, Montana. Ooh, nailed it. That's it. Oh, wow. I double checked on a map via the Google like, machine. It just felt like it was such a short list because because we both were saying individual ones that it didn't anyway. No, it's six six states. Um, and I did in fact. Does Arizona count? No, na- well, not according to this map. Oh, okay. It does not according to the map. I was looking up random facts today. Yeah. Are you ready for it? Sure. It's from BuzzFeed, so it might not be that accurate. Oh, okay. But it's ketchup was sold as medicine in the 1930s. Ketchup was sold as medicine. Yeah, 30 years before Heinz started bottling and selling the stuff as a condiment, an Ohio physician named Dr. John Cook Bennett thought the tomato-based product was a good was as good as Pepto-Bismol. He said it could cure diarrhea and indigestion and even con- concentrated ketchup into pill form to sell to the stomach achy masses. I venture to say he was not that great of a doctor. No, probably not. There was also, well, getting into that, like there was a, there was a class I took and it was talking about, what the heck was it? The, it was talking about a guy that sold, well, there's a couple of those. There's the... The women's tonic guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then um, and then there's another dude that was basically sewing. I think the testicles of a goat into like other men or something goofy like that. But why? Supposedly it was it was to help men that had uh, infertile problems or like they they weren't able to have kids or offspring. And yet men rule this world, but they think an extra testicle from a different animal is going to help. Well, it was also, um, the doctor was male, so he was just, he, he just. Women wouldn't have done this. We know better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all I know is I will not be sewing extra testicles to anybody, but I will be offering you ketchup next time you have a tummy ache. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Well, now what? Do you want me to ask you some questions or no? Or can that be it? Like, well, that had nothing to do with cold cases. But join us on our first episode. Well, what is the podcast actually about? I just, I said that at first. You did? You didn't listen? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I said, remember when we listed off the states? Yeah. Yep. But we didn't like get d- deep into it. What else is there to get deep into? The cold cases. What about them? Well... Or is that for other episodes? Like what cases we're going to do? Yeah. Oh, that's just you find out when you find out. Because sometimes I don't even know what case we're going to do. Oh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What about... What are the questions you got? Um, okay. So, um, Adam, you're pretty notorious for your true crime knowledge. (laughs) You are a, a, a scholar in such things. <clears throat> um, can you can you tell me what a cold case is? It's a. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that? 
it's like a car driving by. Anyways, um, a cold case is a murder that has not been solved. And basically the trail has run cold. Gone cold, as they say. Gone cold. Cold case. <laughs> Cases. You were there. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, basically all the leads are leading nowhere for quite some time. And so the, the trail has gone cold and they consider it a cold case after they've exhausted all the leads and feel, still found no answers. Um, but I they will say... They should watch Sherlock Holmes. He would fix it. You know, if only he was real. Oh, I think he is. No, he's a fictional character. Really? 10 out of 10. Are you sure it's not like... Do you Google that mess? off of another guy? Like based on? Yeah. Is it the dude who like sewed the testicles onto people? No. <laughs> No way. <laughs> I, I I know he's a fictional character. Um, I I don't know. You know who would probably know? Maria. Yeah. She would know if it's based off of a real person. Yeah. So maybe we'll phone a friend later. Well, you we could get her on the podcast. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 Um, do you know what a polygraph test is? It's a lie detector test. How did you know? That's what they do. <laughs> yeah, it is a lie detector test. Um, so basically they uh, put like some tubes around your torso to measure your... Tubes? Some rubber tubes or electrical sensors, according to the American Polygraph Association. Oh, like a heart rate monitor. Pretty much, but it doesn't monitor your heart rate. It monitors your respiratory activity. That you're breathing? Yeah, you're breathing. You know, like when oh. you panic, you, you breathe. You breathe a lot harder. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then they'll put, like, this is two small metal plates or disposable adhesive electrodes attached to your fingers to record your sweat glands. You'd think it would go in the armpits, but whatever. You never had one. Have you had one? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hot take. <laughs> Let's dive into that. Um, and then they do a blood pressure cuff for your cardiovascular activity. So your heart rate. Yeah. Like, but, like yeah. the EKG. Yeah. But like with the cuff, not with like the, oh. the tubes around your belly, chest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then based on those rates changing, they'll be like, you're a liar. But here's the thing. They're not to be trusted. Is anybody? No. No. I don't no. trust anybody anymore. No, they shouldn't. Um, so, yeah. So, they are not really reliable. They're not admissible in court. Um, people will administer them like crazy to, like, quote-unquote rule someone out. But, like, they're just, they're just useless. Hmm. They're useless. Because um, people with, like, high anxiety, exhibit A, would probably fail a polygraph because my heart rate would be going crazy and my breathing would be irregular and they'd be like, you're a liar. And I'd be like... I think just being hooked up to the thing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I wasn't there. I was without a crumble. I swear. Without a crumble. Oh, yes. Um, okay, so how long do you have to wait to report an adult missing? Three days. Incorrect. I don't know. Would you like a second guess? To phone a friend? You can phone me. You don't have to report them. No. No, you don't have to. So people are 
are free to go missing, MIA, go wherever if they're adults. Um, <clears throat> that's not against the rules, the law. But you can still report someone missing at any point. They'll they'll tell you probably 24 hours, 48 hours. That's what like a lot of the cases have in them. Mm. This, you, you report that person missing. And if they won't take the case, you're supposed to go find someone who will. So do that whenever. But yeah. So when like someone goes to the gym or the grocery store and you're like, well, they didn't tell me. I mean, technically you could. <laughs> They'd probably recommend, hold on, let's call some like friends or that person and see if we can locate them before we pull out all the stops. But, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They'd probably call the gym. For you, maybe. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good safe bet to call the gym first. Yeah. I mean, I could just go there and look for you. I'm in the sauna. Yeah. Yeah, you're in the sauna. But yeah, okay, so um, join us for more riveting conversation about cold cases on our next official first episode. Yes. Uh, please like, follow, subscribe, like. Do all the things. Yeah. And then some. Yeah, there'll be more of these.